please continue to help us support this uh, mandala, this circle of sanity. It doesn't start out that way. So help us if you can, and thank you again. This evening's Dharma talk is titled, what is it when you just give initials to something? What is there a name for that? Acronym. So CCCC. That's not, I'm not saying yes. CCCC. For a long time I've said CCC. Communicate. Cooperate. How hard is it to choke that out and collaborate? And the last one is is just what this is. Community. If you do the first three, you have a community. Even if there's only two people, you have cooperation. You have communication. Listen, listen. And of course, you may have heard that the way I describe that is 90-10. The first C is communicate. That means listen so that the person that you're with can communicate to you. You'll get around to saying something back, perhaps, or not. You might just say, I see what you mean. Or you might say, I don't understand. Could be many things could come up in that area. It seems to be very important to really listen to whatever anyone is saying to you about anything. Ninety ten. Listen ninety percent of the time and speak or respond or explain or describe or ask. The other ten. Probably aren't going to do that. If you're lucky, probably to get to 50-50. But if you have that attitude, it'll it will change that dynamic quite a bit. And you find that the person you've been talking to uh, might really appreciate being listened to quite a bit. In in that their communication is much more clear because they realize you're actually listening to them. Shall we say finally? What is that mudra? What is it? Say it. I don't know. Okay. Where did you learn it? I didn't. You invented it? I just found myself doing it. Interesting. Let's call that the stationary frog mudra. Okay. So community, let's go backwards. You need a community. The Sangha is a spiritual religious community based on a 2,500-year-old tradition that is interpreted in countless numbers of ways of what the Buddha said. As soon as he passed, as a tradition or legend has it or stories have it, there was 18 different schools. Maybe there was hundreds of ideas, but there was 18 probably people who had the charisma or the ability to convince so, Buddha didn't, wasn't, didn't mean that. He meant this. He meant just look at what you're eating 24-7. Don't do anything else. And don't do it afternoon. You have to eat before. And I'm just being a little silly here, but I'm sure there was some pretty silly things going on back then. Because just because of the nature of confusion. 
<clears throat> Put your hands in your lap. Change that. Thank you. Got me puzzling over that. So I can't do the Dharma talk. So whatever you're trying to do, it worked. <laughs> you stopped my mind. <laughs> Stop something that I don't have. CCC. It's just a CCC, CCCC. It's just a, a way of talking about using concepts to help us train our mind, help us work with the craziness of the world, the craziness of the of the community we've been dumped into, or you could say downloaded into, or we showed up in a crib, looked around and you know, welcome. Welcome to what? Chaos. It's difficult. If you look out in the world, there's chaos. If you look into someone's kitchen in the morning, there's chaos happening there. More than likely, not always. Families are fighting with each other. Mothers are upset with their 23-year-old sons. They don't really, might not even give them the credit for being a 23-year-old man trying to control them or upset with what they're doing. Still trying to get rid, cover up your own confusion by manipulating and meddling with somebody else just because they're your blood relation. CC, CC. Listen, listen to your children, listen to your parents, listen to your wife, listen to your husband, listen to your Dharma teacher, listen to your Sangha members, listen to them and be very aware of your mind reacting to something and stopping what you're listening to because you're busy looking at what you think about what you were listening to and could still call that listening. Or you might say, well, I'm just trying to understand bullshit. Get rid of the stick before I throw it. I'm not here to fart around. I don't know how much time I have left. I'm old. Most people don't live this long. Have a couple of dozen people are listening to me right now. Consider what I'm saying. Listen. Listen. Don't understand. Don't, it's not necessary to understand. It's necessary to listen. Any kind of understanding that comes up will come up, come up conditionally. Not about you thinking about it, figuring it out and giving the person feedback that might help them a little bit. Mind your own business. Am I mad? Not really. Not at all. Very important to receive before you can cooperate, because if you try to cooperate and you haven't really heard or seen or understood what this is as it is, not as you think about it, as it is, then you won't really know how to cooperate and you will probably jump to the conclusion that this person doesn't understand what they're doing and they don't know how to cooperate because they're not doing what you think they should do. And then and that goes into the collaboration where you're trying to do this and you've been talking, listening, hearing, smelling, tasting, this whole situation, and this person is, what? They're doing that? That's, that's not working. Somebody, we've miscommunicated somewhere, probably. It might be you. And community. You have a, a group of people who 
have a similar in a spiritual community have a, a similar intention to live a sane uplifted life that is where we're agreeable where we're not pissing and moaning about every emotion that goes through our mind stream that somebody else caused if you're doing that then be aware of it you might not be able to stop it but at least begin to see that you're you have outflows that are just okay they keep going they keep going because you can't really stop them you try to stop them all kinds of rationale will arise while you can't stop them or all kinds of things will arise why you shouldn't have to stop them because they're actually the truth I have a right to feel this way sound familiar sure it does So as I return to the word over and over again, it is about the awareness of what is happening, not just what is happening, the awareness of it, because what is happening is completely shifting all, it has so many facets. And the desire for the ego, the self-centered mind, the narcissism of the mind, the fear-based mind, the paranoid mind, it wants to have control and it will settle for anything uh, that uh, it, will, it will give it a him, her, them, they uh, reference point it's like a facet of the whole thing will lock down on that and that's that's what it is that's right that's what it is that's what's causing this that needs to be stopped that needs to be corrected fixation you can't stop it because just the nature of dependent origination you can't just with your own little Little, little tidbit of dependent origination called your ego, you can't just march right in there. But if you're unaware, if you're operating out of your thought process, your conclusion process, your judgment process, then it will appear like you you have a say-so, like you have some control. And if there are enough, enough other people around who are dealing, dealing with the same kind of dynamic and have a similar vi vibration, you might even start a club of people who do what you say and think what you think and agree with you. Sometimes it gets so big, it's called a political party. Sometimes a whole nation, sometimes just the people at the so-called top. Dictator, there's a dictator here, every one of us, of sorts. And then there are dictators of entire nations and corporations. We all know about this, what can you do? Not much because it's like, a photograph of an avalanche. You know, you, all you're seeing is one part of it. It looks like something, and you think there's such a thing as time. So therefore, you think uh, we have time, or you think there's a future to what you're looking at, or there's a past. Somewhat. Listen, listen to your mind. Sit on the cushion. Everyone here is a meditator. If you're not, it's, I'd be surprised. You do some kind of meditation. I prefer that you do shikantaza, but you may do something else. Do whatever you want. I've done a few different kinds myself. Sit down, hold still. Just observe the movement. And you will get to know yourself, your mind stream, much more clearly. And we'll see that you don't have a lot of say-so about what's arising in your mind. You can't just think this or think that. Maybe a little bit. Maybe you can repeat uh, the four measurables and for a few seconds change your mind over to the benefit of others. 
<clears throat> CC, CC. Communicate, listen. Cooperate. Is there a one word for cooperate? No argument, no disagreement, no agreement, no ignoring. Just observe. If you just observe and receive, you'll know what to do next, and it will be completely harmonious with whatever or whomever you're endeavoring to cooperate with. That would even apply to collaborate, but it would be more complicated. So there's probably a bunch of other C's out there that we can come up with. Those aren't precise enough. That big avalanche that I mentioned, click that as avalanche. That's what you're looking at. But what we don't see is all of the other present moments, all of the other momentariness that strings together that looks like a passage of time. Is it? Find out. With your awareness, find out. What can you do in the, midst of, in, in the midst of the chaos of what's on the news, what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening in the United States, what's happening in their political system and the courts and all of the chaos that's going on? It's been some form of this has been going on ever since I've been alive and way before then. What you can do is train your mind so that you see clearly what is happening in front of you instead of you buy into this or go to war with that or object to this or agree, vote for this, vote for that. I'm not saying you shouldn't vote. Participate in whatever system is there that seems to be relatively the best one. <clears throat> Might have to do some evaluating, of course. I recommend listening to John Stewart. Not only is he funny, but he has a lot of insight into what's happening. But you could go, I could go on and recommend or not recommend or we could do all of that stuff. Most important thing that I can recommend is get to the cushion, sit down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind over a long period of time, daily, monthly, yearly, and slowly you at some point or points, maybe it won't be a point, you'll just see that you're no longer covering anything up anymore. And it won't be a state of mind. It is mind. And you'll notice that the personality is still there, but it's unreal. And, no, and you notice you have no conflict with anyone, anywhere, no matter how they act, what they say, what they do. That doesn't mean you're a pushover or you're some kind of a wimp. Maybe just the opposite. Or maybe something neutral. Or it may be a pile of carrots in a wagon in the 17th century. I'm not kidding you. I'm not just making light of that. There's no time. Realize that. Because if you don't, you'll just continue to torture yourself with time, timing, 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 like Steve Martin said, timing. What's the secret of good comedy? 
Timing, timing, timing. Sorry, I'm not as funny as Steve. Really, really not sorry. You can see this. I'm talking out of what I see. If this old man can see this, you can see this. And can I see this? Yes, I can see this. I have no other credential other than this or this, which is just an outfit. You can see this. You won't regret one moment on the cushion facing the wall or studying the Buddha's Dharma. Like some questions if you have them. C, 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 C. Can harmonious cooperation look like conflict? Yes, it can. It can look like that. Especially if you meet somebody who is was functioning in that way, and and you, because of the way they're functioning, triggers things in your own mind stream that bring up uh, difficulty that you didn't know was there until you ran into that situation. This is what the nature of the of the teacher. Teacher is not has no particular issue with anything. But being around the teacher may trigger things in your mind stream like fear or any number of things. I won't make a laundry list. What would the contrast be between conflict that's warfare and conflict that's harmonious? It might look the same. That's why it's so important to do this with the awareness. Sit down, hold still, face the wall, and notice that there seems to be a presence called me that is aware. I'm the one who's more aware. I'm the one who had a meditation that wasn't so good today. Me, 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 me. I'm getting better. I'm getting worse. I'm not doing so well. Is that a good meditation, a bad meditation? If you, if at some point you get where you, no matter when you meditate, uh, it's always a good meditation. That doesn't mean it feels good. But whatever rises is what you need to receive. It may feel like crap, and it may feel like, may feel harmonious. Any number of things can and can appear in your mind stream in, in sitting meditation or in post meditation. Everything is the Dharma. Everything is a teaching. More? Jeez, I'm not, if it seems like I'm not able to really receive the communication, may things just not get to cooperation? Yeah, you're not going to have any cooperation or collaboration. And, and, and that part of the community is going to be uh, walking on a tightrope or on a ledge. More, there's more there. Going. Is there anything to do with that? Is the intention? Receive everything. The, the, the great feelings, receive. The terrible feelings, receive. You have anything that shows up in your mind stream, I don't care if the person next to you just poked you in the ribs. That feeling comes out of your body mind complex. It doesn't come out of the end of their finger. 
even though they caused it or triggered it, but it is your dynamics. It's kind of a simple example or image, but it's, it's, it is like that. Someone says something, comes around the corner, looks at you and scowls at you or something, and that triggers some emotion that you had in relationship to them a couple of days ago. It just brings something up, or maybe maybe it wasn't that a couple of days ago. Maybe it wasn't anything that they did at all, but something about that triggers something in you where you start having emotions that no one's putting anything into you. You're, they're your emotions. Good questions. More? More like that? Excuse me. John Bowling. Yes, sir. Um, I had a question about 90-10. It yes. seems that someone could use that as a way to not participate in communication. Yes. So the proportion of listening 90% and 10% of the time, is there something else we need to do so that in that proportion that communication is actually happening, Bowling? Well, only the, only that person, uh, the other person who is who is uh, speaking and watching the person, so called listening. Well, I'm just doing ninety ten, you know, which is you talk, you can tell right away it's bullshit. The person's doing that because that that is they want to just shut down. They don't want to participate. They're upset with you, so ninety ten. So therefore, they won't say anything. It's pretty obvious to everyone if someone is doing that. But this doesn't mean you go the other thing, the other way and start jabbering, but you are respectful of the, if you're, if you're doing that, you will look in the person's eyes. You, you will consider what they're saying. If they say, so how is it going for, for you today? You could, this doesn't mean you just shut up and say, I don't know. I'm just listening. No, you might want to participate with that person. Be considerate of, of, of the person who's, that you're listening to or talking to. Rather than shut down, use that to shut down. If that's, is that what you're talking about there? No, so you'd be considerate. You're always on receive. If you're actually listening, you're also looking, smelling, tasting. You're looking at the person. You're looking at their expression. You're looking at their their if they're glancing around a lot. You're looking at their particular way of expressing. Some people are very expressive in, in by just moving around a lot. And you just just watch it, observe their eye movements. Don't jump from the eye movement to what it means. I think they're a visual person because they look uh, upward and to the right. And please, even if it's true, you don't. It's just a distraction. Even if that's relatively true, that a person looking up and to the right is visual, and a person looking looking down to the left is uh, auditory. I really don't care. All this does is add up to more malarkey. I'm not saying that you couldn't find out something from that and write a book about it, of course, but it's not mind training. It's just more concepts and ideas and algorithms about everything. We've got enough, don't we? I'd like a few more, but not that kind. Again, without those, we wouldn't have, what, cell phones, uh, anti-gravity machines. That's the one that I really like. Oh, you didn't know. Amazon. Yeah. They're about this big, a little propeller inside. Juju, listen to me. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. Is that helpful for me to say that to you? You really go take a nap. You're excused if you want to go. You want to stay here? 
Okay. Then I will. Go Jeez, ahead. I'm also wondering if, if there's any, I'm wondering about mutuality and communication. If we're endeavoring to communicate, is there any expectation on the other person bowing? It's probably going to be some expectation that they, you're trying to listen or communicate and function and that they're going another direction or if they're refusing you or uh, in some way, then if that's what you're asking me, yes. And it's, it's a two-way street, as they say, with your, your partner or your friend or your um, anyone, your coworker. So I'm not sure what you're, where you're going with that. You want to go further? Jeez, I just noticed in the past, like if I'm angry, it's easy for me to, to think or to say, well, this person's just not willing to engage, but in actuality, they're just not doing what I want them to, or just because I think I have such a valid point that if they don't agree with me, they're not actually hearing me. And I'm just wondering about communication and outcome, like that's the mindset is if I communicate and communication is occurring, there should be an outcome. So what is the essence of communication, if not an outcome bowing? Well, it, it may be an outcome, but we have to go, go way back before we're going to get the collaboration or cooperation. It has to be a lot of receiving. And sometimes that receiving because of the very nature of what is being displayed in terms of someone's desire, hopes or wishes or desires or passion, aggression, and ignorance, combined with one's attachment to fixation, attachment to their own thought forms, which they think what they think is, is correct. Uh, and they can even prove it to you that it's correct. So I think it's just very, very complicated. And each person, if you're here, you're a meditator more than likely, and uh, endeavor to receive whatever is being produced by the person you're with, rather than constantly being upset because you don't feel that they're receiving what what you're putting forth so you probably you probably probably are not going to get someone to function the way you want but you can meet them where they're at you can meet them in that situation in our in our community here two people are having difficulty difficulty one of the ways is to sit down face each other for half a minute or less and just look into each other's eyes and if you're if you're mates, then try to reconnect on your original inspiration to even be together at all. See if you can do that. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. And then try to look at whatever it is that is the issue. Um, until one is uh, completely liberated, you might be able to do quite a bit with relative truth, with fi kind of fixing things and adjusting things and moving it this way and this way. But until there's a a complete understanding of this, then there's still there's always going to be some kind of uh, warfare skirmishes going on with others. And starting in your own mind, fighting with yourself, conflicting emotions about the nature of reality or what we should or shouldn't do. If you're if you're doing any kind of either or you're at war. Because some personhood wants something they're not getting, or some personhood is getting too much of what they don't want, or some imaginary self that is unreal. I could go on and on. You could say to me, well, so good on, you seem to be pretty upset because we're not meditating enough. And you're right, I am. Meditate more. 
you have to meet everything where it's at. Each person as a teacher, if you are a teacher, and that means you have to have someone who agrees to be your student. Otherwise, you can't teach. But if you have that, then you have permission to meet that person in their garbage pit and discuss that with them. You might not point out uh, dead fish and old tin cans. They don't even make tin cans anymore. Old plastic bottles. But you work with someone where they're at. This is happening in, in, in relationships also. Meet people where they're at. It can be really uncomfortable to just listen to someone that looks to you like they're operating on, uh, um, on a misunderstanding. That might take some time to work with that person, to fundamentally help that person. I'm um, curious about the, you were talking to Jews on about harmonious conflict. What, what would a harmonious conflict look like? Ask him. Didn't he bring it up? He suspects there's such a... <laughs> well, what do you want to know? And that might, rather than talk about Juzon's, we start talking about Juzon's question, then we're going to have to talk to Juzon. We, you know we don't want to do that. <laughs> he doesn't want us to do that. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you want to know? Or what, it is, what, it is, what is it that is puzzling to you about that? If, if something shows up and it looks like conflict, do you... Is the difficulty buying into to the idea that something needs to be corrected or? I think somewhat. It doesn't mean that the, the, what is happening is necessarily in and of itself harmonious and we just need to appreciate the crap that's going on. It's just it, what's being addressed there as far as I understand it. And I'm not saying I uh, am understanding everything completely and thoroughly and deeply. I'm saying, as I understand it, that is dependent origination. And it would not be that way without all the causes and conditions that stack up behind it to bring that about. So in that sense, it's, uh, it has its own balance. It has its own harmony. But it may, not, it may seem out of tune to, to other um, musicians. It may see out, uh, seem out of tune. This kind of thing is being addressed in the arts sometimes called postmodernism, being addressed in, in literature and music. If you take, uh, uh, go back in a uh, hundred years, you could not uh, have death metal. But if you listen to that music, I mean, really, I mean, you might not care for that. You might prefer Mozart. You might prefer uh, um, the Grateful Dead or whatever. But if you go and listen to any anything that's being produced like that, not maybe not anything, but anytime there's some kind of a following behind a particular kind of music, there is a kind of harmony there. It may be, uh, uh, may be difficult for you to receive that. I mean, a good example is Shoto and uh, his uh, so-called performance. <laughs> I happen to think, and I know he's out there somewhere massaging his back probably, I happen to think it was uh, pretty amazing, not even a compliment, that that particular kind of producing something, finding an aesthetic in something. We're going to get into another area where we start talking about the arts, because that's an area that I'm uh, interested in.
Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is there such a thing as connection? It's very similar, I think, to what we what we're just talking to, to Mizuku about. Mizuku? <laughs> we're not changing her name. <laughs> I struggled with fair syllables, so she knows. <laughs> yeah. Mazuku. Not Mazuku. So yes. People have trouble. I think out uh, out there in the in the wild wild west they had some trouble pronouncing pronounce pronounce pronunciate yeah didn't they Jaylon sent you you saw some of that Bune she's on here somewhere yeah there she is we don't care they don't even use their dharma names out there I don't think do they mm-hmm. we use them if you don't know why I'd be happy to tell you. Connection? What? Is there such a thing as connection? It seems well, if you have two things, then there's going to be a connection. But if, there's, if, there is, if there is no separation anywhere, then there is no connection. But so to begin with, we have the connection. You meet a teacher. In this situation, you meet a teacher, you have a connection. I met uh, Trungpa Rinpoche in 1973 and I had a connection, overwhelming. You need to go take it there. You can. You go lay down. You can listen to this later. I'm worried you'll fall over. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah, he's, he's got it. Okay. Connection. So the connection. What, about, what is connection? What is happening there when we say that we have connected? Connection. Contact. We're connected with a teacher, a teaching, a community. We connected with a particular kind of music. Oh, I really like that music. Or or I like that food. We've had some food. We've never had that before. So different kind of taste there. So the differentiation is just all over the place. Liking this, not liking that. We like. We tend to like, on some level, some kind of variety. Get bored with one thing. Giozan's the only person I know that can eat hamburgers two years in a row. That's it. <laughs> Remember that? He's not doing that now. He has cheese. <laughs> but I mean, it was a, it, I mean, it wasn't particularly boring, was it? I mean, it's really, really good. And he liked it. <laughs> I've started to get envious because I thought, why can't I just be okay with hamburger? Or some one food. I couldn't do that. I needed ice cream. What is your question? I was just thinking about connection in the Sangha. uh, Within the Sangha, we can have smaller communities within the larger community. There is some sort of harmony amongst some people and their dissonance with others. It's just the the nature of all these human beings right here. We have, uh, so there's no point having CCCC unless there's a discontinuity or dissonance or difficulty. So that's why we have this kind of a teaching is listen. It can be your partner. Listen to that person, what they're saying. And you, you don't, as I said many, many times, I'll say it here. When, uh, I also say it when we're studying the Dharma and book study. You don't have to understand. You will understand, but the, if the emphasis is on there, because the preconception about what understanding is uh, will get in the way of what you need to understand, because you don't know what you, what you, what you need to understand. The very nature of the spiritual path 
is to get confused and turn it into spiritual materialism. We're after some kind of result. It's better than that. And it's worse than that. It's worse than that for, for ego because the absolute death, absolute death knell for ego until it actually, we see that it's unreal. And then the ego doesn't have to die either. It's unreal. So it actually begins to partake of ultimate truth in its own way. Divine, uh, when we're listening, are we uh, at the same time receiving what we're thinking? In other words, do we, should, we, should we be listening with our awareness? Divine? Yes, receive everything. As you listen to what somebody's saying, also listen to your own commentary. Go out on top of it. But don't believe any of it. Don't, don't just assume be just because you've heard this, this, and this. Because as soon as you start to believe, I've demonstrated this many times, and it's not exactly like this, but it's close enough that this uh, works. If you don't believe anything, and if you uh, believe some things, don't believe this, disbelieve, or ignore, uh, if you're doing any of that, this is how this is how belief looks. You can't see what it is because you you sealed that off with belief. This doesn't mean that you get ready to cross the street and don't believe that that's a green light or a red light or an amber light, but that's in your face. But when it starts to get abstract, then we start to believe things that actually have no legs, have no wings, have no lungs, don't have any kind of, of uh, their manifestations in your mind stream, not out here. So don't believe, don't disbelieve, don't ignore. And in this way, you see what this actually is in terms of the basic teaching that talks about relative truth, which is Pratitya uh, Samadpada, or dependent origination. Nothing has its own separate identity as something that has to connect with some other thing. That's an illusion. So don't believe, don't disbelieve, don't ignore. And in this way, see what this is. But it fundamentally is. It's not separate. You're always looking at whatever is looking is what is being observed. The observer and the observed. Not separate. Is it buying? If we see ourselves buying into what somebody says, is there a way to put some space or soften that up? Like off the cushion? Give me, give me an example. For simple one. Notice that Somebody says something and you just buy into it. It might take you a minute to start disagreeing that either way you've done something with it. Like let's say um, Eric says that this particular mudra actually causes him to levitate. Yeah, I'll start watching for him to start levitating. No, no I said that. He didn't say it. But say he said that. Say he, and that works. Say he said that. Then if you believe that, then you wouldn't even have to look. You just believe it. But if you if you disbelieve it, then you might you might investigate. But then what you were disbelieving was too quick. You might want to give it the benefit of the doubt. Disbelief would also shut it down. Believing it would cause you to not look at it, and disbelieving it would be if you follow that that mudra is going to help. The only mudra that helps is this one. Immediately, you go up about a 30 seconds of an inch. Hard to measure. But people try to do that with little tiny measuring sticks. 
course, if you're really a really big bottom, it might be it might kind of hang around there too much, so you couldn't measure it. It wouldn't be any space there. You follow me? I wouldn't follow me too far. <laughs> so belief, disbelief, ignored. Belief, yeah. Disbelief, no. Ignore. What anti-gravity mudra? I'm not even going to look at it. These are silly. I know they're silly, but I'm not very smart. So I just have to do the best I can. I'm just saying if you grasp it, you reject it, or you shut down, you're deluded, and that will continue regardless of how enlightened you appear to your mom, your dad, or your mate, or the world in general. Was it so with that example, what would not doing anything with it look like? Not knowing you wouldn't know what it was. And you wouldn't need to know. Wouldn't need to have a have something on that, using that example. You'd probably just continue to go about your life. Occasionally, you might glance over to see if he's levitating or not. Well, again, silly, but I'm saying you, it's not a good, it's not the kind of example that I'm, <laughs> I probably should have used, but it's a, it's it just, a, you're, if you're attached to anything by belief or attached to anything by disbelief, which is also attachment, or if you're attached to anything by turning away, ignoring it. If you do that anywhere, you are creating further attachments and further uh, disturbance in terms of uh, ignoring, not seeing what is actually happening. How's just going about your life different from ignoring it? What do you mean by going about your life? That's quite a generalization. Just I mean, you could, the police could stop you and say, I'm just going about my life. <laughs> And they say, oh, sorry, I'll find some other person. When Eric says he can levitate, I just go back to work. You just go back to work? Or whatever. Is it, yeah, doing something else. Okay, you convince me. That would work. Can we tell the difference between, going, between doing nothing with something and ignoring it? Probably not. If you're ignoring something, then you, the very nature of ignoring is to not see it. Mignon, do you have a question? Chazan, do you have any more questions that are, are fun? Chazan, well, we've talked a lot about communication, but I'm not yeah. always clear what the differentiation between cooperation and collaboration is. So how are those contrasted and do they progress into one another, bowing? So I have to invent a story, but if there's if the communication is really clear and there's a good receiving and you're really clear, at least in the, the structure of it, we'd have to come up with some kind of example to show ways in which it wouldn't be clear, but you would think it was clear, but it looked clear and the plan was to be clear, but you actually weren't clear. You can go on and on. I'm just using this as to give you a little bit of a structure to see that if you could just receive what's being said, that I'm not saying that the understanding won't show up a little later, especially when when you start to function in a way that is uh, hinged on or contingent upon pretty clear uh, communication. You start to cooperate. You're going to do this. Uh, you're going to 
simply put, you're going to carry out the trash and, and your partner is going to sweep the living room. I, mean, I could go on and on, but I, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. But it could also be have something to do with something more complicated, something at work, uh, some kind of a project. And so the cooperation would be maybe more in the kind of uh, understanding of how we're going to work together on a particular thing. We do this in the, what's called the Samuel work meeting uh, every morning at 9 o'clock. And there's a group of people anywhere from, depends on who's here, four or five up to as many, maybe a dozen or more, and sit down. And with the facilitator, which would be the, the, uh, uh, the Shuso, which at this point is the Shuso, uh, then you would facilitate that and see the different projects that had to be done. So if someone is sitting there uh, and is on their phone at the same time they should be receiving, it's not going to work so well. So well, people do that. I don't know how much does that happen very often in a no, it doesn't, but it has occasionally. So we try to listen. That doesn't mean that a person couldn't say, I've got to take this call. That's communication. I've got to leave. And then you could either stop the meeting, situational, wait till that person comes back, or see that that's not necessary for the next things that are going to happen. Cooperation. I think this needs to get done. This needs, do we have these? Do we have the material to, to do this job? Or no, we don't. Somebody's going to have to go to the store. So collaboration is just, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, nuclear physics. I'm just saying, uh, simple uh, process. if there's good communication really receiving and listening to whoever is talking then the cooperation collaboration and the sense of community of a group of people living together and this isn't such a, a bad i mean if we have, have our difficulties but this is not such a bad community considering the confusion that sometimes erupts here for those of you who have spent some time here know and i'm one of them what is harmful communication? Uh, well, a few different directions that you would know. Being a therapist, you would already have some ideas about this, but just pushing our program and trying to be right uh, and using uh, using some kind of logic to show where we're where our position is the correct one, and everybody else needs to cave, especially our partner, our mate, our mother, our father, our son, our daughter, whatever, or our coworker or sangha member. I was in, I've been in several sanghas uh, and been in situations where absolutely, here's all these people, it's very disappointing to be in a sangha where you have uh, dozens of people that are all meditating, you're supposed to be, <laughs> at least some, and have a person in that situation that is uh, spinning and, and you are the person that is getting nailed every time that spin comes around and like that and just a disrespect. Not 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 to outward disrespect in so much as you can really see it, but you can feeling that you are being someone who's deceiving themselves and they're deceiving you. And then to have the community, this was a particular Upaya council that I was involved with. I'm not going to go into the logistics of the story, but where the, the council was so so worried about not being a strong council uh, by suddenly. Um, not knowing how to handle that situation, they actually bought into that uh, propaganda. It was not comfortable at all to 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 be so so disrespected. And what could you do? Receive. 
don't, don't, don't fight it. So very important to, to have a, a strong, as far as I'm concerned, have a strong center. And that center uh, in this situation, as far as I'm concerned, uh, needs to be Juju. Right? Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think you need to be the strong center of the mandala? No? No, I'm not going to let you do that yet. Maybe later. <laughs> She's very sleepy. So, um, <laughs> she's going to sleep. So I have to wake her up. So I'll, I'll do anything to get you guys to wake up. <laughs> so, um, it, it can be, even though the intention there is for the Upaya Council in Shambhala is to do the right thing, make sure there's some way that people can get their their uh, complaints aired or their situation. But when the very complaint is a lie, a complete lie, and yet it's propagated, so therefore because it's a, it's a woman, and because, 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 they believe her. And, you, and if you try to do anything with it, you're being defensive. So you just have to what, roll with the punches? No, you just have to listen. Just listen. It doesn't matter what you listen to. You can listen to uh, incredible, incredibly beautiful poetry, philosophy, Buddhist psychology. You can also listen to uh, out and out, just self-deception and lies. Receive everything. Is there, is there another question or two? Senshu bowing. Go ahead, Senshu. Can receiving be very active? Bowing. I think you're good. I mean, uh, I, I have to set something up myself, but you, you being a, a, a therapist or a counselor, you're doing a lot of receiving. Even your personality style is to listen to other people and receive what people are saying. So just your presence is very open and inviting for people to, uh, and, and your, your, your style and everything is not particularly a compliment. It's just that you're, you're, People tend to trust you. They don't sense that you're up to something, trying to control them. So uh, I'm not sure how I would lay that out. I don't know if you could teach someone to be sent you. Uh, the people I've seen that you've been trying to teach uh, tend to not want to be you. You know what I mean? <laughs> we won't go there, okay? Did I get to the to the part of the question, or did I miss it altogether, or, 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 or? Since you bowing, that was helpful. I just find that, um, that when I look at your instruction, your encouragement to receive, then I look at what that means. Um, I start to just feel that I don't understand it. Okay, so I can help you, and the way I'll help you may not seem all that helpful, but just listen. Just receive how someone looks, their expression. Don't leave the expression for what it means. Don't interpret anything. Someone's scowling, just you can notice spontaneously that it's a scowl, but you don't have to necessarily determine that it means they're unhappy or that they uh, you said something wrong. You don't have to jump the gun into anything else. Just and You don't have to maintain looking at the scowl. But you just notice it, just flash on it, flash on that, 
someone's body position, the tone of their voice rising and falling, and, and also somewhat the content of what they're saying, the color of the wall that they're sitting in front of, how your arms feel on the chair. Receive, receive, receive this incredible world. Instead of shutting it all out and being locked up in your ideas about everything and, and always be paranoid about what somebody thinks about you or what somebody said or what somebody will do or they won't do. Not just you, but all of us, we all do this. We totally miss, and I'm not saying, um, you know, sit around and enjoy nature. I'm saying, and if I'm saying anything, just be aware of everything. Not, don't fi fa uh, fixate on it or fasten down, but be aware of the shape of everything, the shape of the table, the shape of the altar, the, the cord coming out of the computer. Everything is, is expressing itself. And you can receive it. Every person's voice, the tone of their voice. If you if you're just if you're concerned about getting caught up in being over receiving, like you're receiving so much that you don't even know what they're saying, and they're saying, "I think you're a stupid idiot," and you completely miss that, and they come back and say, "I just called you a stupid idiot," and you acted like you heard it, eh, and but you know what? Did you hear what I said? And you could, and you could say, "Yeah, I heard you." Why? Can't get a laugh out of anybody. <laughs> okay, I'll come back. Don't lie. Come back and say, no, I was distracted. I was looking at how, how, how lovely your hairdo is today or whatever. But you don't have to confirm or conform or conclude anything. I'm not even coming up with a good example. They all sound kind of stupid to me. But you don't have to know something. Uh, along the lines of your idea about what knowing is. Because if you do that, you actually miss what's there. You actually, especially as a therapist, that person's neurosis and confusion is hanging out all over the place, and they're probably trying to close. At the same time they want help from you, they're covering it up. So, include. Even though you don't know what it is. <laughs> You're welcome. Take one more question, as long as it's from Juju. No question. No. Okay. Is there another question here in the Zendo? Yes, Juju. Juju, Mike. Does there have to be receptivity on both sides for there to be cooperation? No, your only responsibility is your side. Just receive. And if you're concerned about the other person being not re being receptive, doing that is none of your business. If you get wound up in that, we might as well be just ignoring the teachings of the, of the Buddha, the, the teachings of the, the Mahayana, because you can't you can't you can't do that. That would be like saying, uh, "I'll be the Dharma teacher, but every every student has to be a perfect student. Every student has to understand exactly what I say and do as they're told." But no, they don't. I mean, everybody has to be enlightened first before I can have them as a, a Dharma student. Same thing in a, a relationship dynamic with, with anybody. We have to meet people where they're at. You can't be you or you're a fully ordained monk. You can't function uh, at, in the vow if you're objecting to how people act, agreeing with how they act, or ignoring how they act. You need to look at how you're acting, responsing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking. Just receive that. 
receive that and also receive whatever anybody else is doing. Uh, a good way to look at that is, uh, is that everything is functioning as a teacher. If you're a student 24-7, then everything is teaching you. You might have to go to the teacher to get some kind of direct pointing out, I mean, an intellectual kind of thing, or asking direct questions about whatever may be happening. But everything is teaching you. And it's, what is it saying? I can tell you, not separate, not something else. You can't find anything that is separate from you anywhere. Separated, yes. You've heard me say this 50 times, if not more. And so if you're, if you're looking at what somebody else is doing and, and then thinking or coming to a conclusion that they're not acting right, because they're not receiving, that instruction is for you. It's not for anyone else but you. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. It's for me. I couldn't do this if I, if I wasn't on uh, receive quite a bit of the time. Right now I'm producing, but I'm also receiving. And I'm not concerned whether I make a fool of myself or not. I'm guarded. If I'm protected, if I have to come off like an authentic Dharma teacher, live up to some kind of, you can't find anybody like me. That doesn't make me unique. That, that word doesn't fit. You can't find any, because I'm not functioning like anything but just this. And I'm nothing like either one of my teachers at all. I'm probably a pain in the butt to most of you. But that's good. So nobody's going to disagree. No, Sokazan, <laughs> I really like you. <laughs> You're not a bad guy. <laughs> good guy. So what am I saying by saying that? I'm saying I don't navigate anything. I'm not, I'm not looking to make friends with you, make en enemies of you, or get you to agree with me, particularly what I'm endeavoring to do, if you relate to me as a, as a teacher, is point directly to what this is. If you're ready for it, then I'm all about doing this. And that takes time to see that. Face the wall a lot. Shoka, is that a picture of you, or you have a grin on your face all the time? She's not going to talk. Or maybe he is. Oh, yeah, I guess you do. Sleeping baby. Oh, you have a baby. Wow, look at that. A real live baby. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like his mom. <laughs> a little bit like you. Okay. Chisho, don't you have some kind of a question? No. Darn. Okay, no more questions then? No? Okay. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokokoji, please consider donating at sokokoji.org. Thank you.